Today we are looking at revival. There's a lot of talk about revival, but we need to prepare ourselves. We need to help move with God into revival. That's what we're talking about today. Welcome back to Insights. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, I'm so glad you could be here. And this, to me, today's topic related to revival, what is revival, how do you prepare for revival, mm -hmm. this is one of my favorite topics because we are talking about real-world, life-changing things, mm -hmm. things that can change us, things that could even change the nation. Mm -hmm. And so um, I know that this is something that God's done in your life several weeks ago when we did one of these Insights videos. Yeah. On your journey, God has revived you. Yep. And so this should be just should be good today. I'm pretty excited to talk about this. It's uh, it hits close to home, and I'm mm -hmm. want to see this happen for everybody. So. Amen. Amen. So do I. So, um, how would you define revival? So, in your words, at one point you told me, um, in order to be revived, you need to, at one point, been revived which <laughs> alive right mm -hmm. um and so revival to me sounds like the body of christ has been revived called back into repentance and faith and walking in the power of the spirit mm -hmm. walking by grace walking in, and abiding in christ mm -hmm. letting the dead man stay dead and as paul likes to say in romans i've been crucified with christ yet i live Yet not, not I, I, but through Christ in me. Amen. So. Amen. Yeah. Galatians 2.20 is so powerful. Christ living in and through us. Mm -hmm. It is the revived life. Mm -hmm. um, you know, just to maybe piggyback a little bit off of that is, um, is that, you know, I think of when Jesus in John chapter 7 promised streams of living water to mm -hmm. everybody that comes to him. That's what he wants for us. He mm -hmm. wants this life surging forth, like you just said, with revive and vived. Mm -hmm. It's life. It's being revived, brought back to life. And it's mm -hmm. the life, the streams of living water yeah. moving through us. Um, you know, I, I think, too, that when this happens, we return to our first love. Mm -hmm. In Revelation 2, Jesus um, talks about, you've done all these great things. He's talking to the church of yeah. Ephesus. You've done all these great things. And you're faithful, mm -hmm. but you have left your first love. Mm -hmm. And that's why so many of us, we need revival. And I know in different times in my Christian walk, I've needed it over and mm -hmm. over. It's not just once, but I yeah. need to be revived daily. Yep. And, and then returning to our first love is a part of that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think there's some ways that it, it comes like that. I, I think the only other thing I want to add at this point before we really plunge in, yeah. plunge in here, here on how to prepare is that... Um, it's a spontaneous move of God. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't put revival in your church calendar. Yeah. Um, and I know, know some churches do that, you know, revival this week. But what they yeah. mean is a preacher and um, there's focusing on whether it's sanctification topics or evangelism. But mm -hmm. it's a special week. There's nothing wrong with that. But yeah. revival is sacred. I, I really believe we are touching something sacred yes. in the eternal and that... Uh, in that it's spontaneous when it comes, and yet God calls us to prepare. Yep. We want to build a fireplace, so to speak, yep. and be ready. Uh, Old Testament language, 
get that wood on the altar, make sure it's dry, make sure it's set straight, and mm-hmm. let God come yep. and set it aflame. Definitely. It's a very supernatural move of the Spirit where mm. you, it's not caused by man. It's not caused by what you and I can do. We could be forerunners of it and be tools by, by mm-hmm. God for it, but it is a supernatural move that the, the presence of the Holy Spirit is, can be sensed. Mm-hmm. And it could only be the Lord that does it. Right. Amen. He gets all Amen. the glory. Mm-hmm. Okay. So in James chapter 4, it says, Draw near to God, and I will draw near to you. Now, mm-hmm. this is part of the preparation. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I mean, I've been around this topic and in full time revival ministry for many years, but I'm not willing to say that God drawing near is the revival. I think it's part of that preparation mm-hmm. process, Him drawing near. Now, when He really breaks in and moves in the Spirit, that's the revival. But let's mm-hmm. just take this one step yeah. at a time. So what can we do to draw near to God so that he will draw near to us? That just seems to be step number yeah. one on this, right? Okay, so um, I think a big first step is in the realm of prayer. Mm-hmm. If we are spending time with him, he also wants to spend that undivided time with us, mm-hmm. meaning we have undivided attention, yep. you know. So I think that prayer realm is pretty key. And, you know, I know that God's done some work in your life in yeah. that area. Like, how's that, how's that been? How do you feel like you've been preparing? So, I mean, that's a loaded question. <laughs> um, but really, it's just, there, there's, you know, there's prayer within, there's corporate prayer when you're with a body of believers. And I think that's really important because the Lord will use the body to reveal things to you that you are blind to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think prayer with the body itself is a very important thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, if I could just interject yeah, yeah. quick, sometimes I think I'm going to have this great prayer life alone. Yeah. And sometimes it goes better than other times. Yeah. But that corporate prayer time is so important mm-hmm. it, because it's like accountability, it's encouragement, and you move with a group together. I, I mean, honestly, Than, I would never be where I've been at in prayer unless I had this huge component of mm-hmm. group prayer. Yep. If you go to 1 John chapter 1, um, he says, If we walk in the light as he is in the light, then we have fellowship with one another, mm-hmm. and the blood of Christ cleanses us all from sin. Mm-hmm. And that's just to kind of balance off what you said. Without that corporate prayer together, walking in the light together, mm-hmm. we don't have that cleansing of our sin and that revelation of our sin. Right, that fellowship with one another as we're cleansed and we're walking the light, that is like prime atmosphere yep. for prayer yep. together. And so, yeah, amen. And, and like you have had some times just seeking people in group prayer. Like, yep. like how has that been or what, did you, what have you noticed in that? So one of the most prominent ones was we, uh, I, I'm involved with like kind of just a, a spirit-led prayer group on Friday nights. Mm-hmm. And one of the first times we got together, we just silently said, Lord, we're not going to say a word until you lead us to say something. And we mm-hmm. sat there for 10, 15 minutes. And um, me being kind of new to this, actually, I was kind of nervous to kind of speak up, but the Lord just had gospel, gospel gospel mm. like reoccurring in my head i just said 
I don't know why, but I think we just should be talking about this and what it does for us. And it eventually led to somebody feeling convicted because he said, this particular individual said, my life hasn't really changed since I've come to Christ. Mm. And it led to conviction and repentance awesome. and freedom. Mm -hmm. And um, you can see this particular individual just continually to grow in that area now that he mm -hmm. confessed to us and we all corporately got mm -hmm. together, mm -hmm. walked him through prayer and then prayed together over him and everything. And mm -hmm. I think that's really important. Yeah, amen, amen. You know, one thing I love about how you said that, that we waited for 10 or 15 mm -hmm. minutes, is that it's supposed to be a conversation. And this is so important, especially when you're going down the path of revival prayer. Mm -hmm. It is not just us saying our prayers, mm -hmm. good, we, we did it, you know, then say amen, mm -hmm. we spent this time together. No, it's about a conversation with the Lord. Yep. And he, you said he was bringing the word gospel to mind. Yep. I've also had just these, like these impressions in my spirit as we're praying. I just knew that's what the Lord, where he yep. wanted us to pray next. And I just knew that this was what was supposed to happen that prayer time because it's a conversation with him. Mm -hmm. And if we don't get to that point when it's, where it's a conversation, I don't think we'll ever really get into that contagious prayer life that actually mm -hmm. will be the seeds of revival. Mm -hmm. You know, um, another aspect of this, this prayer um, that's really become important to me is to just really take the Lord's prayer on this, okay? Mm. First, we hallow his name. That's exalting his name, lifting yeah. up his name, honoring him, praising him. Spending time just hallowing, mm -hmm. lifting up, honor, praise. You know, that seems to me that when we do that, the Lord seems to just love that and draw near. Yep. And that's just like a key thing. You know, when you get to the next point of the Lord's Prayer, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom mm -hmm. come. Thy will be done mm -hmm. on earth that is as in heaven. I believe that revival is an answer to that prayer. Thy kingdom come. Mm -hmm. Thy will be done on mm -hmm. earth as it is in heaven. I mean, if you're asking for that, he is going to draw near. Yep. And I believe it's even going to go to that next step where he begins to manifest his presence in power and mm -hmm. move among us. You know, as you continue through the Lord's Prayer, those same uh, ideas in the Lord's Prayer help prepare and fuel us for revival. Next, trusting God for our daily bread or our finances. Mm -hmm. Next, as we ask God to forgive our sins, we're forgiving others. And in mm -hmm. other words, one of the big parts of revival is to forgive everyone of everything. Mm -hmm. And it's right there in the Lord's Prayer. And then, and then we move on to the end and asking the Lord not to lead us into temptation. So if he answers that prayer and he will, yeah. we're not getting snagged up in sin which also prepares our hearts for the revival. And at the very end, deliver us from evil. Yeah. And I, I believe the entire Lord's Prayer, in a, especially in a group prayer time, yeah. like we're talking about, that can be a huge moment of opening things up, our mm -hmm. hearts, opening things up to the Holy Spirit to move in our midst. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we're just saying this prayer thing is huge yeah. and we gotta move into it where it's a conversation with the Lord. Yeah. Okay. So secondly, and you just touched on this, repentance, okay? Yeah. So, um, so let's talk about this repentance piece. You know, is it foundational to preparing for a revival? I would say it is, yes, <laughs> just plainly, yes. It is foundational because without repentance, we as believers who are called to live consecrated lives, mm -hmm. who are called to 
be in the world, but not of it. We don't have that without repentance. Right. Um, and the scriptures that really come to mind when it comes to repentance is, you know, as I see the body of Christ now, I see James 4.4, 4, which is, you adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world is enemy, is enmity against God? Right. And it pains me to say this, but I, I, I see the, the bride of Christ becoming more involved with the world and laying in bed with the world and prostituting themselves and committing adultery to Christ. Mm -hmm. um, right, so if we have a, a heart like that, a compromised heart, a heart in bed with the world, if we have that, mm -hmm. but somehow we're still going to pray for revival or whatever, that doesn't work. No. It doesn't fit. Like God would, in that situation, God is more likely to bring a chastisement, yeah. a discipline, even a judgment if yeah. it's bad enough, you know. Uh, but those kinds of things. And so we can't fool ourselves yeah. if we haven't gotten humble before the Lord. Mm -hmm. We haven't repented. We can't fool ourselves that somehow he's going to answer this yeah. prayer. The other thing that comes to mind, and it goes hand in hand with, with uh, repentance, is conviction. And I think of Isaiah 6, 5, where the prophet's on his knees when he sees the Lord and he says, Woe is me. I am dead. I am a man of unclean lips and mm. I lay between a land of men with unclean lips. And mm -hmm. I think we have to posture ourselves as the body of Christ mm -hmm. by understanding that mm -hmm. we are nothing apart from Christ. All our works is, not, is but use dirty rags, as Paul likes to say. And that conviction will then lead to godly sorrow, which leads to repentance. And I think that we need, as a body of Christ, to understand that our God is holy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we don't have time to unpack the holiness thing yeah. too far today, but holiness was huge in the 1995 revival season that I was mm -hmm. a part of. And I'm just going to leave that there. We can yeah. talk about that some other time. Yeah. But, you know, somehow we've gotten into this thing where we think either the Bible doesn't teach holiness or holiness is such a burden and I can never attain mm -hmm. it. But whatever that is, that's not true. As the Holy Spirit fills us, he is holy. Mm -hmm. And we can move with him in, in holiness in the mm -hmm. Holy Spirit because it's not us, it's him. Yeah. Now, Than, as we close here, one last thing. I just want to make a quick comment on this and then, and then feel free to to wrap us up here. Okay. But, you know, when you get to Acts chapter 2, which is this amazing revival when mm -hmm. the church is birthed, um, wow, the, the 120 are in unity yeah. in the upper room. It's not that the revival brought the unity. Mm -hmm. The revival brought great impact on the whole city of Jerusalem and beyond. Mm -hmm. But they were already unified as believers in the upper room praying for 10 days. And I, I just think as we prepare ourselves for revival, mm -hmm. we got to keep that central. Am I unified with other believers, with the body mm -hmm. of Christ, with other churches, with other ministries? Mm -hmm. Am I unified? Do I ever pray with them? Mm -hmm. It's important to have prayer rhythms with other people outside of your own stream. God just seems to come in blessing mm -hmm. when he sees his children as a family together mm -hmm. in unity. And so I, w I would encourage us along along that, that realm as yeah. well. And I guess my question for you would be, how can we 
encourage the body to be in a greater unity, especially with our current climate as the church, because we see so such a big congregation and it's so hard to really have that intimacy. What would you say that? Yeah, a, a couple thoughts. One is like, let's take John 17, Jesus prayer. Let's take it seriously mm -hmm. and not just give it lip service. Yeah. That would be huge. And mm -hmm. um, the second thing is to realize our best days are ahead as a church, but they're not going to be our best days mm -hmm. if we are not unified within the body of Christ. Therefore, to engender this revival, we must be in unity. We must take mm -hmm. the time out of our schedules to meet with other people, mm -hmm. to seek the Lord together, to love them, to value them, to know them. Mm -hmm. So as we wrap up today, um, we've talked about this kind of prayer that prepares the way for revival. We've talked about humility and repentance, absolutely foundational. I've never heard of a revival that did, a true revival, a lasting revival that did not include repentance. And then being in unity, we need to love each other. That's the atmosphere of which God will come and come in power. I look forward to being with you next time on Insights.